day. How's everyone going? Going well? Wow. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. A deep honor and privilege to be with you. I'm certainly excited for uh, what the Lord has, has planned. <laughs> Do you mind if I get the house lights up just a little? I like to see faces. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so are you. Wow. Wow. So are you. Hey, um, I know you were just uh, joking there a little bit, having some fun, uh, calling out there, but um, who said that? <laughs> Bobby. Can, uh, when you said that, Bobby, um, you called me brave. Um, you spoke first. That you, you said something. You spoke loud. And I felt the Lord on it. And I want to call you brave. And I feel like the Lord wants to call you brave and honor you for who you are and what you carry, what he created you to carry. And, um, yeah, so, I, I just, yeah, bless you. Don't let, don't let life and circumstances tell you otherwise. Try and dictate to you who you should be. Who, who's Bobby? Can I, I I'm trying to work out who Bobby is. <laughs> Bobby, can you stand? Is she? Can you stand? Wow. Ah. <laughs> I know it's not what you planned, Bobby, and it's clear. Bobby, it's all right. You can stay there if you want. But I know it's not what you, you planned, and it, someone said that you're shy. But I, I feel, Bobby, you don't have to be embarrassed. I, I honestly, genuinely feel God on this, that there is a container that you've been put in, a box that you've even placed yourself in, thought patterns that you've had about yourself that the Lord wants to release you from because he calls you brave. He calls you brave. And I, I, I tell you tonight, Bobby, that when you said you're brave, I felt the Lord saying it over you. That's why I said, whoa, straight away. The Lord is saying, Bobby, you are brave. And I feel like the Lord is taking you on a journey to, to break off some things and to show you how absolutely loved you are, how deeply loved you are. And I feel something on your voice. That you are, you're one who's called, can you look at me, Bobby? Is that okay? You're one, I just want to, I want to get it through to your heart and to your soul. You're one who's called to speak. You're one who's called to speak. 
And in just the same way, it may have been different to what you were expecting. In just the same way, you spoke out above the crowd. It's who you are and who you were born to be. And so, Father, I just thank you right now for Bobby. God, I thank you that you're sealing upon her heart tonight the gift that she is. The gift that she is. And even right now, I I feel like a space being opened up for you, Bobby, in the Spirit. For you to, 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 to move more freely, to be more confident. And just right now, Bobby, I want you to hear this. Can everyone just lift up a shout to Jesus and for Bobby right now? I, come on. Hey, Bobby, you are celebrated in this place. You are celebrated and you are accepted and you are loved. You can be fully you here. You're loved. <laughs> you can go. You can <laughs> Come on. Bobby, I'm sorry if that embarrassed you, but you're brave. You're brave. Thank you for being brave. Well, last week, I thought I had a sermon. (laughs) And um, this week, as I was... Uh, reading the Bible, I, I felt like uh, God dropped something in my heart for, for us tonight. And um, a little bit different to what I was expecting in some respects. And Mel, what you brought just a moment ago about Jesus leaving the 99 to go after the one, it's really where we start tonight. It's really where we start tonight. And this message, ah, this message, if it is just for one, just for one of you here, it is worth it. And I feel like the Lord is chasing the one, chasing your heart, pursuing your life chasing you down, engaging with you, whoever you are right where you're at. And sometimes that place starts at a point of discomfort, (laughs) a point where you weren't expecting a place, maybe unannounced, sideswiped by the Lord. And I feel like tonight is a sideswiping by the Lord for some here in this room. So I was reading my Bible and I felt the Lord jump out at me at John chapter 4. If uh, you brought your Bible, feel free to turn there with me. I'm, I'll spend the, the rest of my time here. Uh, in John 4, what, what time do I go to? Just as a, okay, perfect. <laughs> I think I got that covered. <laughs> if I need help, Brenton, you got me, eh? <laughs> John chapter 4. 
And so John chapter 4 is actually about Jesus at, the, at a well. And he meets a woman there. It's interesting, this story, John chapter 4, because Jesus, a Jew, finds himself in a Samaritan town. And for those who don't know, those who don't understand the context, there was a huge rivalry between the Jews and the Samaritans. In actual fact, it's, it's, a, it's not politically correct, right? But in actual fact, the Samaritans were viewed a lot of times as dogs, as outcasts, as not accepted, as ridiculed, as pushed to the side. It was because they were half-breeds, half-Jews mixed with something else. And there was a, there was a historical conflict. And so Jesus finds himself in Samaria at a well. The Bible says that he was tired and weary from his travel. And the disciples go on ahead of him to buy some food. They go into Samaria to buy some food. I've got a sneaky suspicion Jesus was fasting. <laughs> And you'll see why a little bit later. And it kind of goes a little bit, a lot really, with, with my message tonight. For those who, who don't understand fasting, does any, who, who doesn't really get fasting? Everyone knows what fasting is? I'm not sure if that's true. That's true. If it is, Amazing. I know for me, it took me a long time to wrap my head around it. So I'm going to spin it anyway. Fasting is when you give up something. And you choose to pursue Jesus with everything. One of the things is you give up food, right? A lot of times you give up food and your body, who knows if you don't eat food, you get hungry. There's a natural rhythm where your body feels hungry. And it is an amazing alarm clock. <laughs> if you're pursuing the Lord, if you're choosing to give up everything for Him, every time hunger pains strike, you turn your attention to Jesus the only one worthy of our affections, the only one worthy of our attention, the only one worthy of our time, the only one worthy of our life. And every time a hunger pain strikes or an urge to go on Twitter, if you're fasting social media, an urge to go on Instagram, an urge to go on Facebook, every time the natural rhythm of life strikes, you turn your attention. This is what Jesus was doing. turning his attention to the Father. He finds himself wearied at a well. The Bible says it was about the sixth hour. The sixth hour was the heat of the day, 12 o'clock. It was hot, the Middle East. <laughs> The sun beating down on the backs of every person. 
draining them of energy. Who's been in the sun in Australia when it gets hot? You don't want to be there. <laughs> Sometimes even in the shade, it's like, man, get me some aircon. Whether I'm sitting in my car or down the shopping center, aircon somewhere. Jesus was at the well. And as I said a couple of moments ago about Samaria, there was a rivalry. And now I'm getting to, to the woman at the well. She comes to the well in the middle of the day, 12 o'clock. It's not what you do. It's not what you do. You do not go to the well in the middle of the day. Everyone else, everyone else goes to the well in the morning when it's cool or in the afternoon. But she, for some reason, for, for some reason, she found herself at the well when no one else was. We find out a little bit later in the story that the reason being is that she's had five husbands. And that sounds crazy to some of us, right? Five husbands. What's the story there? The story there most probably was what happened most often is that women were commodities. Women were, were not honored and valued for who they were. Marriage was not, was not honored and valued for what it is. And so women would be married and as soon as the husband decided he wanted someone else, he would find a reason for divorce. She was rejected. Time and time again rejected. The outcast. Not accepted, not loved. What is wrong with her? So the reason she's at the well in the middle of the day, when it's hot, when the sun beats down on her back, is because if she goes some other time, she would be the talk of the town. An outcast, not accepted, struggling. <laughs> Jesus chilling at the well. This maybe was, was her routine to go to the well in the middle of the day so she didn't find anyone else there. She didn't have to deal with no drama. She rocks up and she sees someone at the well. Oh my gosh. Who's this guy? Why is he here? I don't want to be here right now. Maybe he's going to move on. Maybe he's going to leave and I don't have to deal with him. I don't have, a, have to have a conversation. As she got closer, she realized he was a Jew. Oh, he probably won't talk to me. He probably won't say anything so I can go to the well. I can do what I need to do. I imagine, though, that she did pause and wait, pondering. But after a few moments... 
if she waited any longer. Then the afternoon crowd would arrive. And she decided, it's now or never. It's now or never. If I don't go now, I can't go today. And I need water and my family needs water. It's now or never. I wonder if there are people in the room tonight that can relate. You might not have her story so much. You've got your own story. She certainly wasn't expecting what was about to come. I wonder if there are people in the room tonight who are not expecting what's about to come, what's about to happen. Because so often with the Lord is we get sideswiped by Him. We think we're just going to another meeting. We think we're just going with the flow. When Jesus finds where you are, He finds where you're going to be and He interjects Himself into your story at just the right moment, even if it looks convenient to you. I wonder if there are people in the room tonight like that. (laughs) It's now or it's never. And with everything flooding her mind about her story and the struggle that she'd been through, the ridicule ridicule of people around about her, she decides to go, no doubt, with shame flooding her mind. What's this going to be like? Do I need to tell a story? How am I going to get through this? She goes, hoping that Jesus wouldn't talk to her because she is a Samaritan and he is a Jew. And as as she approaches, all of a sudden he goes, oh, I'm glad you're here. (laughs) Can you get me a drink? This definitely wasn't what she was expecting. It wasn't the day that she was expecting. This is maybe not the night you were expecting. Jesus asks for a drink of water. She replies, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? The conversation here begins to take a a bit of a turn. It's definitely not what she expected. Jesus says, if you knew who asked you for a drink, you would have asked me, 
and I would have given you a drink of living water that wells up within you unto eternal life and you would never thirst again. Wow. (laughs) I'm just at the well, dude. I'm just going about my day. I'm just going about my night. I'm just going about my normal routine. I'm just going about the flow, the flow that I've usually done. I'm here to to draw water. And Jesus, if you knew what was about to happen, if you knew what my plan was, if you knew who I am, if you knew the presence in which you sat right now, you would have asked me for a drink and I would have given it to you. And that thirst in your soul, that longing in your soul would be satisfied. It would be absolutely quenched where there was shame, where there's guilt, where there's pain. Where there's suffering, where there's struggles, where there's depression, where there's anxiety. These things. I would give you a drink. Jesus says that you will never thirst again. And it will well up within you unto eternal life. This is eternal life, Jesus says, to know God and the Son whom He sent. This drink will change everything for you. And I feel like the Lord is appealing to hearts tonight. I don't know your story. I don't know your struggle. I don't know your pain. I don't know your family life. I don't know what you've been through, but He does. He does. He knows you. He knows you. He knows what it looks like for you to go to sleep at night when you cry yourself to sleep. He knows the insecurities you feel as you approach crowds of people previously rejected, struggling on the inside. Am I going to be accepted this time? He knows. And He is saying tonight, I am the living water. I am the bread of life. Come to me, all you are wearied and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Rest to your soul. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. You never thirst again. This is his appeal tonight. Dude, I'm just down trying to draw water. Dude, I'm just going with the flow. Her reply is this. And you can feel the emotion. She says, Sir, give me this water so I will not be thirsty or have to come Here to draw water. Sir, give me this water. I don't want to come back here again. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm tired of coming here in the heat of the day. 
avoiding every person. Give me this water. And Jesus, knowing everything, says to her something she was most probably trying to avoid in the conversation. He says, okay, bring to me your husband. Bring to me your husband. Remember how at the start I I said that she had five husbands? It was part of the story. She says, I don't have a husband. Jesus replies, what you have said is true. Because you've had five husbands. And the man you are with is not your husband. Just opens it up. I wonder what she was thinking in that moment. I wonder the thoughts that rolled around her head, the flash of emotion that canvassed her face. The thing she was trying to avoid now brought out into the open by someone she doesn't know. Maybe for a moment she thought, has someone else told him? But then the reality of the moment began setting in because this man that she's spoken to who shouldn't be speaking to her has spoken to her in a way that no one else has. And this is what Jesus does. You will never meet a king like Jesus. You will never meet a king so great, so wonderful, so kind, so loving. And she says, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. This conversation is not what she was expecting. But she finds herself in a divine moment where the Lord is calling to her. Awakening inside her the deepest dreams and the deepest desires. The conversations, it seems to me, that she really wanted to have. Conversations about purpose. Conversations, you know, what is the meaning to life? The conversations, the questions that our souls ache for. So she begins to talk about our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. And so she begins to reason through the battle, the conflict between Jews and Samaritans. Is it here? Is it there? Where do we worship? How does this look? She's engaging with Jesus on a topic that that in that day was not meant to be discussed with women. This is our Jesus. He knows you. He knows the reason why he made you. He knows the purpose that he dreamed of before the world began. He dreamt a dream. He dreamt a dream. And that dream is you. 
That dream is you. You are the dream of the Lord. He awakened the dreams, the desires in her heart. Engaged with her. When maybe in the past she was rejected and ridiculed. You shouldn't be talking about this. It's not okay for you. Who are you to talk about where to worship? You've got, you've had five husbands. You've got this going on in your past. Who are you to be talking about? But Jesus jumps in and engages her. See, Jesus meets you in the place of your great struggle and awakens destiny. He awakens purpose. He meets you in the place of your great and greatest struggles and births in you purpose and hope. And so I want to say to you tonight, whoever you are, the one person that I'm speaking to, Jesus knows. Jesus knows your story. And tonight is a night where your heart can be unraveled and you can be awakened to purpose. How are we going for time? See, what's phenomenal about this here is Jesus answers her questions, answers her struggles. And then what takes place is phenomenal. In one moment, in one encounter with Jesus, she then runs to the rest of the city. <laughs> I look at this, this conversation between her and Jesus and I'm like, man, she was hungry for truth. She was born for impact, born to change lives. She was asking all the questions that her soul was longing to find the answers for. About worship, about engaging God. She was asking questions and, and talking about the Messiah and the, that, that God was going to deliver people, set people free. She was looking for a future hope. And it blows my mind because in this moment, this obscure moment, this different moment, this moment at the well that she first maybe tried to avoid, she then runs into the city and begins to talk with the people who once rejected her. 
the people that she was trying to avoid. The people that saw her going to the well in the middle of the day with the sun beating on her back, she runs to them who rejected her and begins to tell them good news. Begins to tell them of Jesus, the Messiah. Begins to tell them of this love. Begins to tell them. Now this, to me, in my mind, is not the normal. It's not the way we we do things normally. If we're rejected, we don't go back to the ones who reject us. Society tells us to leave them be. To run. Emotions tell us to leave them be, to run. But here she is. Here she is. Some of you feel like this feeling on the inside of you that says that you cannot do it, that you're not enough, that That it's too hard, the pain is too big. Some of you, that feeling on the inside of you. That causes you to shrink back rather than step forward. Causes you to run away rather than to engage. That feeling on the inside of you. It's not bigger than Jesus. And the Lord tonight... Is engaging us. And I believe Jesus wants to satisfy the thirst of some souls here that you've been aching and longing for freedom. You've been aching and longing for liberty. You've been aching and longing for relief. You've been aching and longing For too long, Jesus is here tonight. Jesus is here tonight with the exact same thought, with the exact same statement. If you ask me for a drink, I'll give it to you. But you've got to come close. You've got to to choose to engage, you've got to choose. It's now or never. It's now or never. You've got to choose. Do I want this now? Or am I going to come back tomorrow? It's now or it's never. See, because Jesus knows the purpose He made you for, the destiny that you're longing for, the fulfillment that you're waiting for. He knows the impact and the authority That he purposed for you. But that, that destiny, that dream starts and is fueled by a moment at the well. A moment at the well. I just want 
to ask you, could you close your eyes for a moment? can feel the Lord tugging at hearts. Calling. And I can sense in the room that there are hearts here that are responding, replying to Jesus. Yes, yes. I want this. I want this. It is now. The moment is now. I'm not going to wait. I want this freedom. And if that is you, whether you have never given your life to Jesus, If you have never given your life to Jesus and you're not certain of where you're going to be, heaven or hell, you don't know if you've got a personal relationship, whether that's you or you've been coming to the well in the middle of the day hoping no one notices you. You've been coming to church. You've been coming to youth. The middle of the day, if that's you, and you know in your heart that you want more, that there's more for you, whoever you are, wherever you you fit, I just want to ask you to respond right now. If that's you, if you feel the Lord tugging on your heart, can I ask you with every eye closed just to raise your hand? you know that Jesus is calling you right now, just lift that hand nice and high. Yeah, awesome. Is there anyone else? Jesus, I believe it. Jesus is reaching You're going to have to push past the shame. It's now or never. Push past the the thoughts, the, the fears. Is there anyone else? Just lift up your hand nice and high. I'm just going to wait a moment longer. Don't let this moment pass you by. One last chance. Is there anyone else? Just lift up that hand. It's okay. Great. Can I ask you to be bold, guys? The three of you that raised your hand. 
Can I ask you to come down the front? Is that okay? And You're so brave. This is the a moment where it all changes. What a, a phenomenal thing. How cool is this? Can I, can I ask you guys, are, are you coming up for, for the...